If half the truth is a whole lie, then half a lie is one quarter of the truth. Think about it. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number six. I'm Jesse Chapman. Joining me are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hey guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Prasivka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. That's also a fact. Every week we watch the late 90s television show Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction. Now this show will show you five stories. Some of them are true. Some of them are fake, made up completely by the writers. And we're going to play along. And we want you guys to play along with us, guessing which stories are true and false. We're going to play some clips from the episode. We're going to break it down. We're going to analyze it. And there's definitely some background chatter going on. Can I tell you I what's happening? Can yeah. I tell you what's Mark, happening? You, you bastard. <laughs> that felt pretty good. Mark, you can see, I tell you? You were stealing my thunder, man. For anybody who oh listens God. to this podcast, uh, there's been a running thing where when we during the introductions, Mark, uh, we all say the same thing. Except Mark says something different every week, and this week he said something, and I saw Kyle's face, and it was just pure. Well, he, he copied Kyle's anger uh, intro. Kyle's so. very proud of his intro. <laughs> I was the first. I'm you gonna... were the first. That is a fact. That is a oh, fact. Whoa, yes. hold on. No, it's that well, also sound... a fact. Feels that, very good. That to does say sound that. good. I think. Right? Chris, you want to join that too? To it? Jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I refuse to admit that I just realized the cleverness of your intro. Wait, you, wait, oh, are you being serious? Wait, wait, you didn't know that it had a double entendre in a sense? Well, maybe you would have got it if he said, that is a fiction. or that yeah. <laughs> That's confusing. Yeah. There were some facts in today's episode. We, we always watch the episode right before we record, and then we pause right before the results. So we're going to hear the results live on the show. Speaking of facts and fictions, there were some doozies today that I cannot wait to dive into. I really enjoyed today's episode. Mm-hmm. I think that we did see, right, in the first episode to the sixth, I felt like there were no puns in the beginning. And then Brolin slowly started working I mean, them in. I don't know if they're puns if they don't make sense, right? <laughs> well, there was one some today. Of them, like Some of them play on, you know, puns are like, you know, you, you play on a phrase or something. And he said something today that was like, are we telling the truth or is it just too hard to digest? And it's like, <laughs> do you mean tough to swallow? Because that's a phrase. Yeah. Like, you know, he, it's well, always like slightly off kilter. It's They're, like royalty free puns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to pay licensing fees. Yeah. There was one where he said, or does this have the smell of reality? Yeah, that's not a thing at all. <laughs> not a phrase. So, it totally reminds me of Sandra Bullock's character from Demolition Man. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, yes. but she's like, you really licked his ass. And he's like, ah. Oh kicked his ass oh that's profane and she has moments like that throughout the whole movie and it's just a whole lot of fun i'm looking forward to season two yeah and i also want to say that for anyone listening you know we're gonna have some maybe additional episodes besides just analysis and review episodes but some different content coming up yeah it'll be kind of a surprise they're still working out the details we'll see once we figure it out no 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 no, no, mark it's all it's all worked out we just don't want to tell anyone like (laughs) (laughs) well guys let's dive in do do we want to give any sort of Farewell to James Brolin. Oh, I mean, yeah. Do we have a song? Yeah, do we have anything? Can we play a Barbara Streisand song or something? Every night no, no, Barbara Streisand, that's Celine Dion. <laughs> You'll always be my baby. Do, do, no, do. it 
I don't know Barbara Streisand songs. I have to be honest. No, is she is she Wind Beneath My Wings or is that? Oh, that's it. That's it. James, it was fun. Uh, it was good having you. I'll uh, miss your jacket. I was starting to think by the end, like he was probably sleeping in the jacket. Like he was Chris living. Had worked, Chris had worked out an entire backstory yeah. for the jacket. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we all thought going into this episode, it would just be a jacket. Like James Brolin <laughs> wouldn't even. Oh, right, right, right. Walk, like just jacket. I mean, that's what yeah. all just, of us came just for. The camera, the camera just pushes in on a jacket for like four <laughs> seconds and then the theme just jumps yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, let's go ahead and dive into the stories this week. First up is the candlestick. Choo-choo. Oh, I called back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> sorry I have to keep asking these questions, but let, let me put it to you another way. Would you say you had a good marriage? Yes. We were inseparable. Is there anyone you can think of who might want to hurt your wife? Don't do it. God. No. God. What do you know? The bird was a stool pigeon. This was the most predictable story, yes, in my opinion. The Chris, most give us a story. give us a breakdown. What happened here? Okay, so this one was about a homicide, and so it was this rich couple. To give you an idea of how rich they were, they had a maid. Um, <laughs> so they were pulling in at least thirty thousand a yeah. year. Yes. An amazing surround sound system, <laughs> right? So it was a husband and wife that had a very like bitter marriage, and the guy had a, a, many affairs that the wife found out about, and she basically said, "You're out." And then he killed her, and uh, a bird witnesses it, and then essentially rats him out by saying, literally speaking lines of what the victim was screaming. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Oh, oh yeah. no. Joe, don't hit me, Joe. That was a, it was, that's a really thank good Thank you. Shut up. Actual Shut audio clip. Yeah, why did he have to react so obviously guilty when the bird started talking? Well, he's screwed then. I mean, Can we talk about page turn transitions? Oh, those were nasty. Where the corner mm-hmm. of the screen peels back like a paperback novel. Those were gross. I think they found the transition in their, their Adobe, plugins, Adobe yeah, package their or something and they were like, yeah. It's like an old video that like you play at your bar mitzvah in the background with all those like, you know, <laughs> heart iris in and out. <laughs> iMovie had just come out and they were like, oh, look absolutely. at all these options. <laughs> it was like Vegas gold. I don't even know. Every story I write down what the ghost element might be or the supernatural element and this one I just wrote none. <laughs> It's <laughs> on my paper. Chris is rec- like taking himself out of this conversation. He's like, I'm not going to be participating. I don't know. This is a really weirdly directed kind of episode. And there was no building up of tension. As soon as he walks into the room, you like, no, she hates him and there's going to be a divorce. And then the next like eight minutes are spent where he's like, I'll do anything. No divorce. I'll do anything. No divorce. I'll do it. Like it just kept going on when we already knew. So this story is about a bird that rats out a guy for murder. And it's like. Yes, yeah, if it's that, you that, can simplify if it's it that, that easy line. to explain, mm-hmm. it's almost like what you know. Because I was yeah. hoping, like, okay, they're showing the bird, they're showing the bird, they're showing the bird. What if the woman's not dead, or what if the maid witnessed the whole thing? What if something or, interesting? What if happened? something, or, <laughs> well, or like just unexpected? What well, if something like you you're showing the bird so much, and then this curveball comes around that never really does? And but how do you I, feel about a story this simple? Because I'm thinking it's true. What? Well, this reminds me of the one with the the jury where, you know, the guy kind of admits that he's the murderer more or less. And it's like, They'll okay. never get away with it, Robert. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, that you murdered me, Robert. <laughs> I killed you. Wait a minute. What? I thought I got rid of that. 
Jesse, what's the um, who tells the story? What's the cop would have to report the story? So, the, so the story is he's hanging out with his cop buddies in a bar one night, and he goes, "You know how he caught the guy, right?" And they're like, "I thought he confessed." They're like, "No, no, no." As I'm leaving, the bird starts repeating the words of the wife, and it's like, "Don't do it, Robert. Don't do it." Robert. But is that usable in court? I don't think it's usable in court. Or maybe Let's it subpoena is. Subpoena the parrot. Yeah. He'll be, so, so how does the yeah. cop take that? And I think that I think that parrot will be indicted. If I had to guess, you're on the fence as an officer, and you're like, maybe the guy did it because they always suspect the husband or the boyfriend. If there's a law against yeah. um, like birds that don't do anything when a murder is happening then you can be sure that that bird is going to prison. There's some kind of law where like if a doctor is in the vicinity of like someone choking and they choose not to, that's actually illegal because mm-hmm. they're trained to help. Isn't that like the finale of Seinfeld when they don't help right, that guy exactly. and they yeah, go to jail? Yeah, yeah okay. that's the same. If a lawyer sees someone struggling on the road, do they have to like help them with the case? No, if they they're a case? lawyer. No. Are they struggling? Anyone. Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold no. On. Are if they the- struggling on the side of the road with a legal case? <laughs> <laughs> They're not. Their tires not flat, but they're like <laughs> trying like, to file tax no, returns no, no, no. or something. I just can't find clause. Like a. if someone's like like struggling with their leg on the street, <laughs> and they're like crawling on the floor, and you're a lawyer, do you have to go up to them and ask them if they have a case that you can help them with? No. I think so. Okay, no, I think great. so. No. Guys, guys, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. That's yes. right, Chris. That's, That's how right. lawyers do things. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put our nickel down. Put our dime down. It's time to vote. Do you think it's fact? Do you think it's fiction? Tiffany, why don't you go first? Lay it on us. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> next <honest>. up. Next <laughs> up. <laughs> Good call. Well, it's one of those things that it's so simple. I could see it easily being true. And kind of like what you said, Jesse, I could see someone just like, you know, rehashing this out. There's a police officer. At, but honestly, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'll go with fact. All right. Thank you. Kyle. Wow. I'm on the fence, too. It seems like such a trope kind mm-hmm. of story where, oh, the bird gives it away. I know. Um, I'm going to go with fact on this one. I think uh, I think it's possible. All right, Chris, what do you think? I feel like I have heard something very similar, a story in the news, a lo- like a local news story or something. I feel like I've heard it before. Fact. <laughs> what? No, okay. I feel like I've heard it before. Maybe on my local news, maybe on some other local news. Okay, you know there was a does time, it matter? There was a time in which we we pitched this show as kind of like a critical thinking podcast. You know, help people understand logic and reasoning. One time, I think I saw a show on TV. Yeah, fact. All right, thank it was you. Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go next, and I'm gonna say true. It's the type of story that so easily could have happened. If it's fiction, it's gonna be like, well. So that's what I'm going with. All right, Mark, why don't you finish this off here? It'd be so much better if it was the wife who killed the guy. You know, instead, you would think it's going to be him the whole time, and then she takes him out because, you know, he's been cheating on her. But I don't know. That didn't happen. So I'm going to go with facts. <laughs> right, if guys. that happened, I would have went with fiction. And last up. Wait, are we unanimous with fact? Mm-hmm. We are. We Great. are. Well, well are, are we? we? Are we? Because the last vote of every story is the coin. We flip a coin to see if we can beat random chance. Heads is fact. Tails is fiction. Let's see what it says. Fact. Wow. Unanimous. That's rare. Everyone. Mm-hmm. I say. I think I say that's rare every episode, and it's happened at least yeah. every episode. Probably. <laughs> so rare. It's so rare, you guys. All right. Next up is going to be the second story of the day, and it's called The Diner. Well... Kyle, I hope you brought your appetite with you because I have been cooking up a storm. I could tell that Lizzie was going to mention Bradley again, but this time I had to head her off. After all, we had the master plan to carry out. 
this is definitely a weird one. We we follow an, a very nice seeming elderly couple who own a diner. And the husband will bring in these homeless guys from the street that the wife cooks a meal for. But then there's something kind of sinister, like devious about them. They're talking about like this master plan, <laughs> which is kind of kind of gave it away a little bit. That's what I was gonna say. Um, they just keep referring to the master, master plan. plan. What is? What yeah, uh, to help and feed the homeless. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we also, through the voiceover, find out that you know their their son passed away, and the husband never told his wife that his their son was killed in action, and just let her believe that the son just never reached out to them. And so we see a couple homeless people coming in. We see them being carried away in body bags. And then the last homeless person we see coming in, um, who they again kill or poison, they actually find out that it was their son and their son had not died um, after all and that they ultimately killed him. Not but they were doing it for altruistic reasons, right? Uh, Like their their theory was that. We're doing them a favor, yeah, and the way by putting them out of the misery that they live in. That's what I found really creepy is that. I feel like the show tried to make us think that the they were good people, like helping these homeless people. Like, Even James Brolin after it was like, "Oh, they, uh, the this nice couple, they were just trying to help these people." <laughs> and it was like, "Wait, what?" It's Doctor Kevorkian. That's what it is, right? But but, but it's not saying they, that's that's making up the minds for these homeless. people go to Kevorkian because they want to commit suicide. The homeless aren't going to get a oh, meal right. going. That's please exa- kill me oh, no. after I eat this food. Are they you're all so, homeless? You're so right. You're so right. <laughs> when he's right, he's right. For this one, it's not only do you believe in coincidence, it's also do you believe in this like serial killer couple right. out of a diner, or right. is it? Well, no, that's yeah. fact. But is this other part? You know, no, you're absolutely right because I such a- I don't think I think if this were a real story I would have heard about it. I well, heard there's a lot it. of this you know, could have happened in the 70s. Yeah. You look at serial killer books, you know, books of like you know that chronicle all the different serial killers, and you haven't heard of like hundreds of them of all like the weird things and stuff they did, which makes me think that this could be very well fact. Maybe. Whoa. Well, the okay, only thing uh, the only thing I would say, and I don't know if I'm taking what you're about to say, Jesse. But who told this story? Were they? Did they eventually come out being like, "Oh, we've been killing all these homeless people, and we accidentally just killed our son and didn't realize it was." Yeah, their and then son. they wrote a book. That's a great point. Here's the thing. It. Here's the thing. They kill a. Ho- First of all, the story starts, and this is a thing they've done multiple times. Mm-hmm. The cops come. They show up. They're like, "Wow, uh, this guy was at the end of his life." <laughs> then his son comes. Their son comes in. Wait, they kill him too. Wait, at what point did yeah. they stop? Do they start wondering? Like, wait a minute. All Every these bodies bo- keep coming up at the same location. But this is not yeah, the se- first really or second weird. time this has happened. Yeah. This is clearly, this is a thing that, you know, maybe it would be funnier if it was a different cop that showed up every time. And it's like, whoa, this is crazy. Uh, no, and no one's crossed. But it's and the they're same, just like, phew, it's a different person. Yeah, but it's the same cop that shows up every time. And it's like, okay, at a certain point, the police have got to be like, there's something what's, shady yeah, going exactly. on. What's in the water? So, yeah, exactly. What's in the water? What's in the pot roast uh, <laughs> stew? I don't know. There's a lot of layers. Do you guys uh, do you guys ever watch Tales from the Crypt? Oh, yes. yes. And Tales from the Dark Side. And Goosebumps. So I was watching randomly a few months back with a friend. Of, of course. I was watching a Tales from the Crypt episode. And the episode revolved around a guy and his wife who ran a diner. And it was down as luck. It wasn't doing too well. And then this guy came up and he uh, started murdering people that were doing bad things in this town chopping them up and bringing in these steaks to the diner 
And they started cooking up these steaks, and the diner took off because these steaks were so delicious. Oh. So the diner owners found out about it, and then mm-hmm. they were going, and everybody who was like causing problems in the town, all these seedy individuals, like a they, Sweeney Todd they were, type, they were, they, were, they were killing, and then they were cooking up and putting in their steaks and whatnot. And I couldn't help but think of that story when I was when I was hearing this. You think it was about, inspired about this the one diner, diner people who were killing people um, in their restaurant? I do see the link. What do you guys think? Should we? Should we yep. vote on it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, what do you guys think? Should we just end this podcast <laughs> right now? <laughs> oh, no. I'm up first. And I'm going to go false. I might be wrong, but there's too many things. We call it my... fiction on this oh, sorry. show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go fiction because I just think that, yes, it is possible. But the fact that the, the cops keep showing up to the diner and they never do anything, that's the thing that rubs me the wrongest of the ways. Uh, so fiction. Chris, what do you think? I'm going to go with fiction as well. I just think that it sounds like a, a writery thing to uh, to write about these. Oh, it's cool to have a story with two old people that kill the homeless. It's great to see old people killing homeless people. <laughs> I know these writers were really messed up. I'm telling you. My God. Kyle, what do you think? I'm going to go fiction on this one. Um, I just can't shake the feeling of I saw this being written on Tales from the Crypt and it just feels <laughs> like the same story to me. Um, fiction. Tiffany? I'm also going to go fiction. I feel like this feels very writery. And even if there were some serial killers in the 70s and this sort of thing happened, I don't think that's where they got this from. I think they made this one up. So fiction. All right, Mark. I think the writers wanted to write this cool story about, you know, old people killing homeless people. And then the showrunner was like, well, that's not fact or fiction. Like, what's going on? So they added this twist of like, oh, the sun, there's kind of a weird moral thing. They're doing it for a good reason. You know, and then it's kind of like, oh, is that, you know, do you believe this coincidence? Because right. that's the real fact or fiction thing of it, um, which is ridiculous. I'm going to go with fiction. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've all gone with fiction this time. Or have we? Yes, we have. Wow. Now that, now that is a record. I was going to say Wait. that's rare. Oh, I thought you guys. This episode is feeling a little writery. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is. All right. Fictions across the board. We're going to move on to the next story, which is called From the Agency. Kimberly, where are you? I thought I heard her when I closed the vault. Kimberly? She's in there. Just when everything seemed hopeless, that strange woman from the agency joined our group. Kimberly, can you hear me? Right or left, Kimberly? Right or left? Right. What did this guy, what was his accent? It was like... Annoying. Snob. Yeah. We've had so much. No, it wasn't British. It no, was like it American. it was like rich person, like Chris, do you want to give it a shot? Tim Gunn. That was the accent. But it wasn't British. Fiction. Tim Gunn is not Fiction. British. Isn't I was so I busy. He's not British. Stroking. I don't think so. No, I'm not sure. I don't wait, know. Should we recap oh, this? I know nothing segment, about Tim please. Gunn. Researching Tim Gunn birthplace. He's not British. I mean, make it work, people. Washington D.C. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. Just uh, what happened? This takes place in a jewelry store. There's a very uh, accent ambiguous man. But anyway, he's um, doing his business, and this um, new employee comes in. And uh, the guy doesn't like her. And then uh, a customer he does like, a mom and her daughter, come into the store. And he's helping the mom out with his new beautiful watch and everything. And the daughter just wanders off and into the open vault, to which he immediately afterwards closes and locks her in. 
And then not, they're having not a, realizing she's in there. Not realizing <laughs> she's in there. Yeah, absolutely. They try to unlock it. He doesn't have the code. The boss has the code. The boss is out. They call a locksmith. The locksmith is like, this is going to take all day, but the daughter's not going to survive because she's running out of oxygen in the vault. So uh, Amy Faraday, the bookkeeping job girl who got brushed aside earlier, returns. So she starts talking to the girl through the door and having the girl guess numbers and directions and unlocking the code. And it's all working. Unlock the door. The girl survives. And they're like, oh, we need to thank her. Where is she? They turn around. She's gone. But then a new woman shows up at the door. She comes in, claims that she is here for the new bookkeeping job. And her name is Amy Faraday. Okay, I get I get chills when I hear that. When you hear the recap? Yeah, even the recap. Thank you. I didn't think I did that good a job. I thought you meant like Jesse's music. I get chills. You guys love this story. I don't I really love this one that much. Did you guys ever watch Touch by an Angel? Because this literally Every reminded... Every week. Yeah. This no, kind of, no, not at all. So. Oh, I was like, I'm very surprised by this. <laughs> um, great show. But this kind of reminded me a little bit of that because she is... It's as if she's like this guardian angel sort of character. And there was something that just felt very similar to that. Cross, uh, cross-reference the writers of Beyond Belief and Touched by an Angel. I, yep. <laughs> um, I will say that on my notes, I wrote that the supernatural element was angels. That's a very common... A story that people tell that's often credited to angels, like the celestial beings. Does that, that type of story remind you of another show? Yes, she was just talking about it. <laughs> no, another, <laughs> another show. An, a third show? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What? Unsolved, Quantum Leap. Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, sorry. <laughs> These stories. Also Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, that's what I was going with. Why didn't we yeah. see her as Scott Bakula? Like, normally the audience sees her as Scott Bakula unless he's looking in a well, mirror. Well, that would have given the mystery. <laughs> he would have, if Scott Bakula walked in, we would have Are you a big fan of Quantum Leap, Mark? He knows the whole thing. Okay, we can't license that theme. So this reminds me very much of an Unsolved Mysteries. One too many bullshits in the story. Oh, no. You think that after all of that beautiful thing that Tiffany and I just went through it's lovely. about the celestial oh, beings no. that come to earth and that help makes, people that makes it's me, lovely that makes yeah, me but hate it even more she no. can go she can some mysterious lady can come in help and then leave and that's fine but it's the second person showing up being exactly the same person that came in before who's now gone that's just oh yeah I that's see. just nutty in this story if she can transport herself from the celestial uh, Netherlands. Netherlands? It, Netherlands. Like country. Wow. You know what I mean. And she comes down and manifests herself. Why does she need the girl yeah. to tell her the combination? Why can't she just do the combination? That's what I don't get. Because that's so, there, there's like, this is weird on top of weird on top oh, of weird. Oh, yeah. you know what? You know what? I can think of a reason. She doesn't want to be caught as like this person who can... Guess what? You're caught. Because no one could have done what she did. She asked the girl to name random direct... It's a combination lock, like an old school yep. safe le- turn left, turn right, like right. locker, school locker combination lock. Okay, I, honey, I need you to say a direction. She goes, left. And she's trapped in the thing. Left, right, first of all, you 45, <laughs> 92. Hold on. You would, first of all, you would pickles, never go... Pickles, pickles. You would hungry. never go left and then left again, would you? Ever? Uh, apparently, you can on uh, the more advanced locks. Oh. Did you look this up? No, but... I, I, I There was just like, why do you have to ask the girl? That's how you have to focus the power. You need to have a, a live human to focus the <laughs> netherland power from. Yeah, the nether regions. Yeah, <laughs> them, yeah, exactly. Well, and I also feel like it's a little bizarre to have a guardian angel skewed kind of story where there's no moral dilemma. There's no like good or bad people. I mean, if anything, yeah, the, the main guy is like a snob, but it's not like he learns and no one learns a lesson. Did anyone no see arc. my did anyone see yeah, my right. daughter? 
I thought I heard her when I closed the vault. <laughs> <laughs> and why did she have to come in as a, uh, as someone who was going to come in later? Why couldn't she just come in as a ambiguous uh, customer? Yeah, she could have easily been a yeah. customer. Mm. 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 I don't know about mm. this. Let's put her money down. Uh, first up, Tiffany, fact or fiction? I am going to say fiction. Again, it feels like the last one. It just feels very in- inherently writery. So fiction. I'm going to say weird on top of weird. That doesn't make a truth that makes a fiction. I'm going to use that for every time I vote please, fiction. Please, what have we told please, you about not. making your own rhymes? That is terrible. All right. Next up, Chris. I'm going to go with fact because it's a charming story and I <sighs> hope that it's true. Mark, uh, fact, or, <laughs> fact or fiction? Uh, I'm also going to vote with my heart fiction because <laughs> your heart is stone yeah. yep all right kyle uh fiction this is not complicated it's too simple and stupid and it's fiction it's beautiful and lovely and sweet <laughs> heartwarming <laughs> all right guys let's see what the coin says fiction oh so chris is the only one that's broken the mold this entire episode Oof. so far i feel good i'm feeling good about it okay Okay. It I'm might it hopeful. might be just what you need to edge out ahead. And edge is something you do when you're cleaning a garden, right? Isn't that a thing? Or you edge you put edging garden. The next story is called the Rose Garden. Edging is when you uh oh, no. play, the clip, play the clip, roll it. Freddy, don't do it, Freddie. Don't Hold do on, it. Dad, what are you talking about? The business deal. How do you know about that? Your mother and I know all about it. We saw it. Wait a minute. What do you mean you saw it? It's our rose garden, Freddy. So she's Psyduck. She gets these headaches after she can tell the future. <laughs> Way to help us lose listeners. I am- and gain some. Uh, my starter is uh, Bulbasaur. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will support Chris on this. Any Psyduck reference is okay in my book. Can I get a good Psyduck from you, Chris? Quack. <laughs> no, no. What? Pokemon say Have their name. Po- Pokemon? Pokemon don't say noises. They just say their name, except for Meowth. Psyduck. Let's get to the story. <laughs> yeah, get to the story. Mark, Please. what happened here? Uh, so basically, there's an old Jewish stand-up couple living in the country. <laughs> Jesse will explain later. Uh, retired their kids or grown up they moved away uh and what this married sweet old couple like to do is they like to tend to their rose garden um but the the mother she starts to have <laughs> these visions when she's tending to the roses she feels sick after it and then you just know, like psyduck just, just like, psyduck. like psyduck. Quack. the doctor's <laughs> like it might be the roses you might be allergic the husband's like i'm destroying the rose garden and uh, he goes to destroy it, and he finds out, you know, that all these predictions that yeah his wife has been making have been true. So it's it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. Like it's allowing her to see the future and see things that her kids are about to make horrible mistakes, but it's also killing her. This is totally bogus. Not not true at all. But can can you not help but think like as much as the the core idea is something that maybe you've heard before, like there's weirdly specific things like why the rose garden you know and like i couldn't imagine all the writers sitting down being like you know what an old woman she's gonna just predict what happens to her kids whenever she's by the rose garden like there's something just weirdly specific about that to me here's what happened there was this old couple and they were growing some wacky (laughs) tobacco in their backyard (laughs) 
And she was. You've never just, done a drug in your life. Wacky <laughs> <laughs> tobacco. Keeping it clean for the kids. And um, she was high as a kite. And she was predicting weird already. stuff. Call the son. He does business deals. Stop, don't do the business it's deals. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> Call my son now. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and eventually they're like, we got to get rid of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The first prediction she makes is he calls the son and the son and she's like, tell him not to make the business deal. You know, he can't make the business deal. Then the dad calls the son and is like, hey, Freddie, it's a rose garden, Freddie. The rose garden. It's a rose garden. Hey, don't make the deal, Freddie. Don't make the deal, Freddie. He's totally a a Jersey gangster. It's like that. It's a little Humphrey Bogart. It's a little Don Rickles. (laughs) He's he's convincing the son not to make the business deal and then the son calls back later. My favorite moment. Meanwhile, his wife, Psyduck, is sitting Sitting on the porch. <laughs> so the, then the son calls at the very last minute and says, Dad, that that tip you gave me, it saved our life. Like all of our money was invested in this bad business deal. And then it just pulls out to a wide shot and he's destroyed the Rose Garden. <laughs> and he's just like, oh. <laughs> and I love so the- Brolin after the story asked the question and I found it to be uh, a, a good Brolin moment where he was like have any of you had a parent that hasn't called you when they thought you were sick and you were sick mm-hmm. like that's happened to me my mom yeah my mom yeah. will call she'll be like oh I just I had a feeling you weren't well. I wanted to call. And again, the only people who are telling this story How do you explain are that? the parents and the and the kids. My mom's got crazy mental powers. Is it the Rose Garden talking to me? <laughs> Is it the Rose Garden, Maud? Maud was the name of the grandma. Fiction. Is that your guess? <laughs> I'm not going first. Mark, fact or fiction? Ooh. I'm going to go with my initial gut on this one, which is fact. Ooh, Ooh. Of my collar. Maud, is I it? think it's gonna be fact. The roses <laughs> told me it's fact. <laughs> Mark, okay. Mark, is it the rose gun? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think the kernel of truth is uh, one that you hear a lot. I have no idea, but I think it's gonna be fact. Alright. Chris? Nope. Alright, Tiffany? <laughs> um, I am also gonna say fact. It just, I, I don't know. It's so weirdly specific. I just don't think the writers came up with this. I am also going to say fact. People call coincidences happen. Fact. This happened. Kyle. Was your no, nope, Chris, a fiction? It was a fiction. Okay. Yeah, he's just like, That went nope. by so quick. Uh, I'm going to go fact on this one. Oh, um, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I just feel like, uh, you know, Maud was allergic to something in that garden <laughs> and uh, kind of played tricks with her mind. And she saw mm-hmm. some things and she made some good calls. She probably made a lot of calls that uh, didn't pan out, too. She was probably going a little crazy. Yeah, no, while, re- no one remembers those calls. Yeah, yeah, during her, like, dementia kind of thing. She made <laughs> oh, some weird wow. calls. So, yeah. You um, got to check the toilet. Tell Tommy to check the toilet. Tommy, you got to check the toilet. <laughs> There's nothing in the toilet. Check Dad. the toilet no, again, I, Tommy. No, I checked, it, I checked it twice. There's nothing in the toilet. <laughs> So I'm going to go fact on this one. All right. Let's flip a coin. It landed on the floor. What fact. is it? Fact. I'm either going to be super right or or super, super wrong or somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, I could tie you guys. Definitely one of those three. <laughs> it's definitely one of those three. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to move on to our fifth and final story of the day, which is called The Jeep. Quack. <laughs> In this next story, we'd like you to use your imagination to picture two American soldiers. They are driving in their Jeep, and suddenly an enemy air attack is launched. 
and suddenly a low-flying plane drops a huge shell directly onto the hood of their car. But somehow they're blown clear of the vehicle just as the shell explodes. So looking at the wreckage of their Jeep, they find a large piece of shrapnel has lodged in the driver's seat. The soldier who'd been driving stares at the piece of shrapnel in disbelief. It has his father's name printed on it. He later learns, years before the war, his father had junked an old Chevy in which he had engraved his name on the cylinder block. And when the car was scrapped, the parts wound up in Japan, a major market for steel and iron parts in those days. When the war started, all the scrap metal in Japan was sent to munitions factories. Well, the parts of his father's car were used to make that bomb, but somehow refused to take the life of his son. This is the second time that there has been no reenactment, no storytelling, aside from James Brolin sitting in a chair telling an oral story. I'm going to predict fiction because the last oral story was true. Was it true? Yeah. It yeah. True. So I'm going fiction. That was the right out the yeah, gate. Okay. My vibe. I mean, we could talk about it. And you can convince me otherwise. But that, that was my hangup. Was you know, would they do two oral history ones? I I have to fact. say, I wrote the only thing I wrote for this story was I'm going meta for this one and for that same reason. But what if they didn't think they weren't going to have the budget for this episode? You know, maybe just like the last one, they just realized as they're kind of going through their production meetings and their concept meetings, like, oh, wait, this is going to be very expensive. It's period. We can't pull this off. We'll do it as an oral history thing, but it's still a fact story. That's exactly what I thought about the last episode. Mm -hmm. um, One, and so maybe they didn't have the money to do it, so they just told the story. Well, and do we know what the last name was? Like how uncommon or common it is? Because if it's like Miller... (laughs) Like there was, a, it just it True. loses a little bit. Uh, it loses its luster a little bit. I think sense. one of the things that bugs me is that he says he later learns what happened, that it was a junked Chevy from, and like how? How did he later learn that? Like where did he go? What did he do? You like, just ask his dad. Hey, is this you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is the dad alive? Like, I want to get into the history, the possible facts of this here. I'm assuming, is this World War Two? We're talking about here? Japan. J- Japan is yeah. bombing yeah. them yeah. here. I mean, how long ago did this guy, did the dad scrap his Jeep, get it over there and whatnot? Because metal was a precious commodity during World War II. Why would it get sent to Japan? I don't know. Why would our metal go over there? It's a Chevy uh, uh, Civic. <laughs> so you're just a Japanese car. So you're disputing historical like elements that might be off. Like lo- yeah, lo- I mean, I mean, maybe a Chevy was scrapped a long time before, and it ended up over there. When were when were Chevys? It's an old car. Yeah, are we allowed to right? look things up before we vote? We are not. Yeah, great. So, um, I mean, because it's the dad's old Chevy, I'm assuming maybe it was a while ago. I don't know. I'm thinking the the timeline maybe doesn't match up here. I think, think we gave this story way more discussion than it deserves. Fiction. I'm going fiction on this one for the reasons I said. Mark, what do you think? They probably also film all of these completely out of order, and then they just assemble them. Maybe this oral story was filmed before the other one, or yeah. who knows, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with fact. Okay. Tiffany. Actually, through your reasoning, Jesse, I think I... The last one was fact, so this one's fiction. <laughs> but <laughs> I actually, I'm not going to lie, though. I feel like there's something there's something to that. And I could be wrong, because, I, I again, my, in, my initial instinct was fact on this, but I think I'm going to go fiction. 
All right, Chris. Uh, I'm going fiction. I'm doing the uh, the metagame. All right. Kyle seems a little wary of the metagame. Yeah, thanks for that deep analysis, Chris. I was going to go with what you were <laughs> going to say. But, we were um, all relying on you, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to go fact on this one. Okay. Um, I think there's enough possible truths in that story. Yeah, I'm going to go fact. All right, let's flip the coin. Let's find out. Fact. All right, guys, it's time to move on to the actual results. We'll do a quick summary of each story, and then we'll talk about which are fact and which are fiction. But first, we do want to take a quick moment to talk about our sponsor this week. Oh, I love our ads. Yeah. Are you guys having trouble getting the most out of your psychic garden because of cerebral allergies? Are your intuitive visions being interrupted by sniffling, sneezing, and vomiting blood? Well, get rid of these pesky annoyances with Clairvenet's 15-hour fast relief gels. So connect to your gardenia today and use offer code. It's the Rose Garden, Freddy. To start a free trial. Don't clog up your psychic passage. Use Clairvenet's. Side effects include stomach pain, sore throat, and the desire to buy too many quartz crystals. All right, thanks, Mark. Let's go ahead and dive into the results. Which stories are fact and which are fiction? First up, the story about the parrot who witnessed a murder and then told the cop right as he was exiting the door. Did you guess that this story is true? Well, you guessed incorrectly. This one never happened. Fiction. What? That's bizarre. Wow. This is going to be bad. Okay, that's uh, unfortunate. Let's move on to the second story of the night. This is the diner. This is the one about the cute old couple with the master plan to murder homeless people. Oh, God. So evil. A story like that could have happened? Who knows? We made it up. Fiction. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I was actually yeah. very worried. Let's go ahead and talk about the next story. This is from the agency. And this is the one about the woman who was a guardian angel and knew how to open a combination lock with the help of a tiny human being. <laughs> <laughs> Let me redo Otherwise that. Otherwise known as no, a child. No, no, that's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> There's no way a story like this could have ever happened. Right? Wrong. We took our inspiration from actual events. Fact. Oh, wait, I had fiction. Yeah, everyone did except for me, and I am not going to gloat. Can we listen to the next one, please? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's move right along. So the next one is called The Rose Garden, and this is the one about the woman who had psychic powers in the Rose Garden. Was this a story inspired by actual events? Yes, it was. Fact. No. Thank you. Yes, eat that, Chris. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Angels. I just angels, angels. What about angels? You're just reminding just us high. that you got the angels one right. Is that what you're just saying? Angels over and over. Okay, let's she was angels. high as a kite in her wacky tobacco. Pass the joint to me, mod. Come on, <laughs> mod. Let's go ahead and talk about the last one. It's called the Jeep. This is the one with the bomb that went off, and that's uh, that's how it all happened. Angels. Now let's look back on the story that I told you this evening. Was it a work of fiction? I'm afraid not. It happened. Fact. Wow. Okay, so he did two oral stories. That were true. That were both true. Of course he did. Tiffany, I am so sorry. (laughs) Apology not accepted. Tiffany. Yeah? Looks like you and me. And Chris. Oh. 40%. Could have been worse. This might be my worst. My worst This is around average, I think, for me. Yeah, well... You know, some some weeks you lose and some weeks you lose. That sounds so. like a Brolinism right there. Yeah, there you go. 
uh, in next place is Kyle and Mark at 60%. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you feel like you used your powers of analysis to actually come to some logical conclusions? Yes. Because the coin randomly got the same amount. So, oh. <laughs> you know, doesn't that feel just awful? At least I didn't lose to the coin. Yeah, still haven't lost. I don't want to talk about it. Do you have the results for the whole season? I do. You oh. have them in front of you? I have the results in guess? front of Yes, yes, you can. I don't want to. Who do you think got the lowest? Me. Uh, Tiffany. Probably Incorrect. Tiffany. Incorrect. Really? Whoa. The coin? The coin. Oh. I beat the coin. Oh. You beat the coin. I beat the coin. Yes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Coin is a 50-50 shot, right? Well, the coin got 46%. Whoa. Wow. That is a... Stupid coin. That's a, that's a lesson in probability and statistics. And this is actually a two, math podcast. This is actually a math sides. podcast. All right. And the next place, Tiffany, Woo. at a solid 50%. Whoa. Good for you. That's, Good for you. That's cool. That's wow, not you, pretty cool. You are like a living coin. That's not bad. You're like, <laughs> I'm better than the coin. <laughs> Tiffany, How many times do I have Tiffany, to say it? You will be forever known in the rest of this podcast as our bellwether. Huh. Thank you. Say miss 50%. There I'll take go. I'll take Bellwether. It sounds better than Miss Fifty Percent. <laughs> it sounds like a rap name. You don't, I know. You don't get to choose. <laughs> that sounds like a Kmart like slogan or something. <laughs> and Chris has never shopped at Kmart. All our right. President's Day Miss Fifty Percent sale. <laughs> our Miss Fifty Percent oh, doesn't work. Who is next? I think it might be Kyle. I think it might be Kyle. I think it could be Chris. Do you think it's because I have ghostly instincts on my side? Kyle is next. Oh no! Uh, not a solid fifty. A solid fifty-three. Oh Ooh, no! I thought I did much better That's than pretty that. Pretty bad. Hey, did it? I am very mm-hmm. not happy with myself. You right did now. not do we better. We got really similar scores. Well, once the power of freaks is in me, I will do. I much think better. Jesse's next. You do? Yeah. I think it might be Chris. I think it's Chris. I think it's Chris. It is me. Oh. oh. Wait, Kyle just turned on me. He was like, I think Chris <laughs> is the best. And then he's like, I think Chris is next before Mark and Jesse. 56.67. Wow, we're 66? All no, 56. 56. Oh, okay. Next up, speaking of 66, Chris. Mm? Whoa. Why, why is that? Speaking of me. You got 66. You got 66. No way. <laughs> That's crazy. That's it's a big, good. That's a big jump. It's really good mm-hmm. because it's way more than half. And it it you know what it says? It says that you kind of have an instinctual, an instinctual accuracy with this, but not as Thank good as you. Mark's seventy six. Wow! Congratulations, Thank Mark! You. Season one winner. Wow. Season one. I'm gonna actually uh, retire. I didn't tell you guys this, but you know, oh. I really oh I want to end you know on a high note. So does this uh, have anything to do with the fact that I said we'd all share the costs in season two? Jesse, no. Can I related to that? Can I ask you a question though before before we end? Interesting. Yes. Um, (laughs) Could you have possibly been looking at sixty six backwards and it was ninety nine percent for me? Come on, the ghosts don't like you that much. You leave the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't allow jokes here. Yeah. Uh, I love you, Chris. I love you, too. Yeah, you're okay. Chris, why is your hand on Kyle's leg? Don't worry about it. Let's uh, make a toast to uh, finishing season one and also never having an oral story again. Maybe. We don't know that for I don't a know fact. That. I don't know that for a fact because I haven't seen every single episode, I don't think. To James Brolin. To James Brolin. To James, James Brolin. Brolin. Until next week. And that jacket. This is Beyond Beyond Belief. 
Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All clips used are strictly for educational review and analysis and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.